This is how we do it. Alright. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the show. Everybody, I hope you're doing well. Um, I ordered furniture back in May. Uh, May 20th, to be exact. And it just got here today. That's a long wait. That is, that is a long wait. It's it's even more frustrating because you go to the showroom after mm-hmm. seeing the uh, very boisterous ads over and over and over again on television. Um, you know, because of COVID times, uh, everybody's couch got, uh, you know, an exacerbated workout. I'd say like a mm-hmm. concentrated extra year of life tacked on to their, uh, their you know, their furniture life, basically. Mm-hmm. So we figured it was time to get rid of what we had because we'd had it for several years now and get something, you know, a little bit better, a little sturdier, a little bit more grown up. And we, we looked, we, we went and we sat on the furniture. We're like, yes, this is the one. This is the couch. We're going to, we're going to get this couch and love seat. Yes. These are the mm-hmm. ones. And they were like, okay, yeah, we'll let you know when they're coming. <laughs> they told us it could be anywhere from two weeks to like 18 weeks. We're like, yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, but it's usually just two weeks. It was not two weeks. <laughs> it was not two weeks. Shortages and, uh, are bad right now. They are. But it's it's extra frustrating when that same ad keeps playing during the morning news every single day. It's like, come on down. We've got mm-hmm. way too much stock. Oh, my God. If you don't come on get this furniture now, it's going to be busting out the door. So why don't you beat your feet and get over here? It's like, man, if that were the case, I'd have had my stuff by now. Right. That's that's I mean, is it good at least that you got it in? Like, yeah. Yeah, it all worked out. So the old furniture, (laughs) we had to hire TaskRabbit people to take it out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was my first time using that service. That service is a trip. Have you ever had a reason to use TaskRabbit before? No, I haven't. Okay, so (laughs) just for context, we live on a a second floor apartment and, Uh you know, I work from home, of course, some days out of the week. And, you know, it got to a point where it's like, okay, (laughs) the way this is lining up, the delivery is going to be here Anywhere from tomorrow to like next week, you know, they give you a mm-hmm. shorter and shorter window. So it's like, okay, well, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get TaskRabbit involved because I can't rally enough people who would be willing to help me take this stuff down, you know, for a few right. hours. So I'm just gonna go ahead and get some, you know, semi pros to get out here and do it. And, and you reach a certain age when you you gotta stop asking your friends to move furniture. Exactly, you can't. I'm a firm believer in that. You know, you're exactly right. My last move, I I called it while it was going on, and I told the person I was helping move, I'm like, I love you, but this is the last time I'm helping anybody move furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a limit to it. Yeah, yeah. So, all that went down. Uh, TaskRabbit was more than happy to come out. And it's funny because, like, you know, you hire one guy and he's like, okay, well, of course, I'm going to need some help. And he's like, you can help if you want or you can, you know, hire somebody from this list. So I was impressed that the guy came ready with recommendations of people that he's worked with before for this type of job. Like, I was impressed by that. That was really cool. So, yeah, I was I was overall happy with the whole TaskRabbit experience. But it's funny the different things that you can hire people to do through that app, like wait in line for you. For like concert tickets or something, like that's funny. People still wait for concert tickets. I guess or, or phones or something, whatever you know. Weird. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, phones definitely. <laughs> right, right. Sure. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I'm so weary of that stuff. I think it's just as a woman, I'm always like, uh, I don't know about this. Yeah, I mean, the good thing about it is, like, you know, the 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 reviews on there, it's like Yelp. So mm-hmm. you get, you know, unbiased reviews from people that they've worked with before. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you know, they're not just like, you know, scalping reviews from people they know or whatever. But I think they would have had to use and had paid for your service. So it would be right. a costly endeavor for them to, you know, turn out fake reviews on the app. So that's that's a value right. add. And that's really what put me, you know, over the edge as far as using that service, because it's like, OK, well, this person has 80 people that said everything worked out fine. I feel comfortable using his service. Okay. No problem there. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it worked out um, because that's a really, that's a stressful thing. Absolutely. To have to deal with. And I know you've been de- like really annoyed by that. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, especially with the couch that we had getting more and more uncomfortable as the days go by, knowing I paid for a fresh couch that's super, mm-hmm. super comfy. Just waiting on that. <laughs> But it was worth I'm it. I'm glad that it's actually still comfy. Like, you don't have that situation where you get it home and you're like, ugh. Right. I don't know about this one. You know? <laughs> like, oh no. What happened? This is not the couch of mm-hmm. my youth. Yeah. No, it worked out. It's fine. That's a good couch. <laughs> ah, so what's up with you? I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work has been insane. It's... I was basically like, work's been insane, and then I was told, um, it's don't worry, it's gonna get worse, <laughs> kind of thing. So, because of the new yeah. variants and all that business, or something else um, entirely. That's not good. Yeah, the new variants are not good. Not good at all. The 2022 so. model variants coming out. Yeah, yeah, it ain't good, y'all. Uh, wear a mask. Get uh, yeah. boosters if you can. Yep. Get your shots if you can. You know what I mean? Do what you can. I mean, I just got COVID a few weeks ago, so, like, you know, there's only so much you can do, but it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy. So hopefully things don't get as crazy as they proclaim they're going to get on your end. I mean, yeah. I also know we have certain times of year that are always busier kind of thing. So, yeah. You know, it's just going to be juggling a lot of stuff for a while. I just hope there's another lull before winter because winter is going to be a lot. I know that for sure. Mm, okay. So, anyway, anyway. Yeah, I'm just tired and I'm glad tomorrow's Friday. Um, I just want to do nothing this weekend kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just relax. Good. That is a good plan. Um. Sorry, I'm a little late getting on tonight. You know, I I stacked all those uh, unfinished Lego sets one on top of each other where I would normally have my podcast recording gear. Oh yeah. Because uh, one 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 Bradley asked uh, <laughs> to see the collection. <laughs> I you know I was surprised that you had you didn't have as many as I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a lot. It's, it's just a lot. It absolutely is a lot. Yeah. I, I just, I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's a lot, but not as much as I thought. And, you know, fun fact, I found a couple more after I took that picture, so. Do you have the Sesame Street one? I don't have that one, no. I don't have that one. I don't have the Winnie the Pooh one either. Those weren't really my what? jam, so I didn't really seek yeah, those out. Yeah, I see that. You know? 
as much. Like the only thing that I would yeah. want out of the Sesame Street set is the Oscar the Grouch minifig because it's so <laughs> unique. It's just a trash can with a little ball mm-hmm. forehead. Like that's that's, cute. that's wild. Um, but for context, didn't for they those, do like a big Wally too? Like like a Wally so. like that actually moved or something? Yeah, they did. They did it uh, a, a few years back. Of course, I think of. You know, by now, obviously, it's been discontinued because they're not promoting that movie anymore. But right, 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 right. Yeah, I just remember. I'm just thinking of sets that I've passed that have looked amazing. Um, yeah, the Titanic one is crazy. I've seen that person put together, and it's at, at the Lego store. It's beautiful. Oh man, yeah, that's nuts. I I love that set. I'm I'm impressed by it. I would go see it at the Lego store. But I would not want to own that and have to find somewhere to put it. That in the right, because uh, where the fuck are you going to put that? I'd like a smaller version of it. Like right. that would be really fun. But the the one that they have is gigantic. I don't mm. know how long that set is. I need to look it up now. Well, I do like when they do that. When they come out with a set and they come out with a uh, a more equitable version of that set. Yeah. They did that twice, to my knowledge. Once, of course, with the Millennium Falcon. They come mm-hmm. out with different versions of that. It seems like every other year they come out with like a bigger and bigger version of it. Then they come out with like, you know, the, the mid-level version of it for people that just, you know, sensibly want to put one together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, the uh, Batman Batmobile, the 1989 version, they came out with, you know, the desk size version of that. And then mm-hmm. they have the huge freaking version of that, which was in my unfinished stack. So hmm. to give people context in the discord server, because I don't think we started there in the discord server for our patrons. We, uh, you know, we talk about different things that we're doing, of course. And, uh, one of our, one of our, uh, friends in there basically was like, Hey, I'm getting this Lego thing. And I was like, Oh yes, this is my time to shine. Let's talk about Legos. Come on, yeah. let's do it. So we started talking about it and it was like, here's my pile of shame. You know how you have your pile of shame video games that you haven't finished mm-hmm. yet? Pile of shame Lego sets that I haven't even touched. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful pile of shame though. You it have to is. admit. I, I just want to have time to devote <laughs> and space. I know. Oh, that beautiful space. You gotta the Titanic it. Lego set is 53 inches long. It's over 9,000 pieces. That's a big boy. That's, 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 a, that's a big boy. Mm. Yeah. It's like $630. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sold out, so it's going for like 1,000 now. But, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That and the uh, the Roman Colosseum, those are huge. Oh, yeah. I love that Roman Colosseum. Yeah. That's... I love a lot of the architecture ones. I think they're beautiful. Yeah, even the one that was uh, modeled after the, um, I forget what famous uh, football soccer field it is, but yeah. They had one like that too that came out recently. Yeah, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um speaking of Lego, mm-hmm. they teased today that they're going to be making a, a set based on uh our favorite sitcom, The Office. Yeah, I can't afford this. No. I can't afford any of these. It's too much. <laughs> I can't. Can't do it. It is an expensive lifestyle, and I, I, I'm not proud of some of the purchases I've made, but I am proud of some of the, uh, the ways I've procured them. When that just sounds shady, so let me back up and explain. There is a certain website that I go on that raffles Lego sets, so you can get in for like two bucks a ticket or something like that. And yeah. for some reason, and Lex hates me for this. For some I fucking reason, hate you for it so much. 
<laughs> for some reason, I'm really lucky at winning these sets. So, like, 50% of the LEGO sets that I have are from winning those raffles. Yeah. And I, I, I get so mad that you keep doing it. Yeah, you know, I get mad, too. You keep winning, too. I mean. <laughs> so I won one recently, and it was kind of unique because, you know, they, they're getting creative with these raffles now. So the one that I won just this past, actually two days ago, was mm-hmm. for three different versions of the Batmobile. I so hate the, you so much. The 1966 Batmobile set, um, the the Tumblr from the Dark Knight movies, and then a third... Oh, the new Batmobile from yeah. New Batman. Yeah. And that one's got a light-up engine and shit. It's it's crazy. So, um, I don't have any space for this stuff. And so we decided, in, in honor of Listener Appreciation Month, we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway. We're going to let... Yeah, I did not decide this. Matt decided this. I said, <laughs> me, the Lego sets... And Matt said, we're going to give the Lego sets to the listeners. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Give me the goddamn Tumblr. (laughs) So we're going to give you folks a chance to win your choice of one of these three Batmobiles. That's right. Uh, Keep your eye on our Twitter, at Lex and Matt, over the next few days. So we're going to do something cool. So for listeners, obviously, if you are listening to this, you are a listener. uh, You're going to see this tweet go up. And all you have to do is follow us, retweet, like, you know, the, the general stuff you do in these little mm-hmm. contests, except you, you actually stand a chance of winning this one. Um, so do all that stuff when you see that tweet. But everybody who is a, uh, subscriber to our Patreon, you are already entered. Yes. Because you're due, already entered. Due you can how, enter twice. Yes. Like. Due yep. to how Patreon works, we know, we know where you live. So we can mail you. <laughs> yep. That sounded creepy. Yes, you are entered. We can send you Lego, of course, with your consent, because you have to pick yes. which one you want anyway. So we'll be in touch. If yes. you are, the if you're winner. listening to this and you don't want Lego, you can just send us a message, one of us a message, and we'll take you out of the mix. That's, That's right. perfectly fine too. We'll take you out of the yeah. mix, right? Of the mix, yeah. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, when this episode is published, I will go ahead and post a picture. Of the three Batmobiles, the bet, the Batmobiles, the Mobiles, yes. Bat, m- Batmobiles, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I will post them so you can win. And uh, good luck to you all, because all three of these sets look rad. They do. Yeah. And you get your pick. That's right. <laughs> yes. Man. All right. What a, what a listener appreciation month this is. That's right. Shaping up. Well, what was the last movie code I put in the Discord? I forget what it was. It was... The um, Crow. The Crow, the crow. yes. The Brandon Lee original. The Crow. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. So, yeah. Our listeners are getting spoiled this month. <laughs> spoiled, yeah. All right, let's dig into these notes for the show let's do that it. I did not add anything to. Wait, mm. that's a lie. I did have I did add an Army Hammer story. Um Army Hammer selling timeshares, everyone. That's that's the story I'm bringing to the table this week. Apparently, he's working as a fucking concierge or something like that in the Cayman Islands selling timeshares. I guess that's what cannibalism gets you in life. I guess you know? so, man. So I didn't know this, but I read a story on uh, Vanity Fair on their website saying that Robert Downey Jr. is actually paying 
for Army Hammer's rehab because he thinks that everything that's going on with this guy is due to some form of addiction and deep deep rooted issues that he's got from childhood. So Well, that's incredibly kind and beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Considering Robert Downey Jr has turned his life around in such a big way and sobriety is a huge part of that that new life that he has. Um and the family that he has, the career that he has now. That's that's a really um kind gift that I hope Army Hammer appreciates, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hope he he takes it seriously and sticks to it because yeah, I mean every time we hear about Army, it's something something off, man, every single time, including this timeshare thing. There's no right. winner in the timeshare. He ain't right. That boy ain't right. There's no winner in this whole timeshare thing. It, it's ugh, it's a pyramid scheme. Timeshares are never a good idea. In case you guys know anyone who's contemplating a timeshare at any point in your life, like your lives, no, just don't do it. Don't even take the free weekend because they're going to lock you in a room and get you a meeting and you're going to be there for hours. The South Park joke is very accurate. You will be stuck in that room for the entire time and you're going to miss the free vacation anyway. Have you ever gone through that (laughs) before? Yeah, when I was a kid, my dad took a uh took us on like a timeshare type vacation and he basically shut him down but i think he said it was a good hour or so yeah of them trying to sell him on this timeshare yeah and he was like no it's not happening my grandparents got locked into one uh at one point years ago Mm. (laughs) they couldn't get rid of it kind of thing yeah i i um went on one of those vacations too. It was to Wisconsin Dells. And uh, you know, the person (laughs) I was with, we had to sit in this room that just felt like a a seminar for probably a good hour and a half right in the middle of the day. So Mm -hmm. we missed some, some good quality time that we could have been out enjoying the corn mazes of Wisconsin Dells and the Ripley's believe it or not. You're paying for it one way or another. Exactly. So, you know, but either, it must work like it must work because people like they still do it more times than not. It's got to. Right. I mean, yeah, people are just I don't want to say conniving, but they are just, you know, good at their jobs, I guess. Right. No, conniving was right. We're going to stick with conniving. Yeah. This is like the next level up. Once you once you level up from car salesman, you go to time, time share salesperson. What what comes after timeshare salesman? Um, Mar-a-Lago resort salesperson, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe just full on mobster too. Maybe. <laughs> that's Maybe about make that jump. Yeah, no, that that's equal. Yeah, absolutely. So Army Insurance Hammer insurance salesman. You know, he's he's uh he's no Ezra Miller, but he's he's uh he's doing some shady things. So. Yeah, I mean, to our knowledge, Army Hammer hasn't actually eaten someone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all alleged. Whereas uh, Ezra Miller, they they seem to be doing some some real damage. So Army Hammer yeah. has enough money. Army Hammer was almost Batman too, wasn't he? That's right. Or was it Superman? I don't remember. He was supposed <laughs> I to think be he was Batman. Okay, but he was attached to that Justice League movie at one point. Uh, all I remember was Common was supposed to be Green Lantern, but they had costumes ready and everything, and then it just kind of crashed and burned. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he, I, I really think he was Batman in that, but I can't remember who Superman was. It was someone whole, else of note. The whole casting was weird on that one. It was. It seemed like fan casting from like Wizard Magazine, you know. Right. <laughs> but Man, yeah, it's still pouring down rain. Anyway, if, that's my weather update of the night. <laughs> if you hear rumbling, it is the thunder. Ooh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. He was Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was Batman. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't Adam Brody supposed to be like the Flash? I think you're right. Yeah. Why the fuck can't I remember who Superman was gonna be? Some guy named DJ Katrona. I wanted to say Cortana, but that's not. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> DJ Cor Cut- no, DJ Katrona. <laughs> Cortana from. Microsoft. From Halo, yes. From oh, Halo and Microsoft theme. theme. You know, DJ Kotorn, Kotorn, I can't say the name. This is this is the guy from um, G.I. Joe Retaliation. and That is not a helpful descriptor, but okay. Not at all. He was nope. also uh, the... You know, G.I. Joe. <laughs> you don't he, know that? He was, the, um, he was the superhero version of Pedro from Shazam. The green one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The one with the beard and the yeah. hair. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit more helpful. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. And Adam Brody was in that, too. So they kind of have a callback there. There you go. In multiple ways. That's interesting. Adam Brody. All right. <sighs> we spent enough time on a failed Justice League film. It was called This Mortal, is what this show way. is. It's utter nonsense. It's true. That's true. Let's talk anyway, about Anyway, Army Hammer has um, fallen from grace yet again. We don't care. <laughs> that's that's what I'm bringing to the table this week. That's yeah. it. Let's talk about um, a a soon to be uh, I don't want to say failed. It could be good, but just oh, based on this trailer, which I hope you saw, Rob Zombie's Monsters. Have you have you seen? I haven't seen that. I didn't know it was out. I was so busy today, I could barely check my phone. Kind of situation. All right. So just imagine a porn parody, right? Oh God. Without any sex or yeah, any. Uh, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've never Googled monster porn. Oh my gosh, dude! It's it's bad. Like it's. I, I can't even watch be... a little bit of it right now. I'm going to go on Rob Zombie's Instagram and just look at a little bit of it. Okay. I'll cut this out, but I can't, I can't. You even don't need be... to cut it out. I'm not going to listen to like the audio. You can keep talking about how terrible it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. okay. So I think about how <laughs> this is coming out, but they're also hyping up this new Wednesday Adams show. That's supposed to be like, you know, the next Adams family live action, mm-hmm. uh, soft reboot or whatever. It seems like there's always an Adams Family refresh in production somewhere, right? You know, in in various states of of completion. So most recently we had the CG uh, movie and its sequel, and so now they want to go back. Which and made the, no fucking sense. What do you mean? Because why would you have those actors as a at, like? As an animated, not live action. Yeah. Like, imagine to release their own an Oscar Isaac live action. I imagine. Like, that's amazing. I imagine that they couldn't get it greenlit as a live action, so this was kind of the caveat. Uh, I'm thinking that's what it was. I could, I don't know. But visually, f- I am not listening to this trailer, but I, <laughs> I hate the way it looks. 
it looks like to me it wants to be more like what we do in the shadows yes I instead of the, same thing. the okay. monsters yeah. it's my goodness it's just so bad I'm going to go back and watch the full trailer later, like with the sound, but it looks, yeah, it does look like he's trying to do what we do in the shadows, which I'm like, um, sorry, Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie fans. I don't think you're clever enough for that. No, I don't think so either. I mean, he's, he's known for gore. He's known for horror. You know, he's known for Dracula. Um, what's, what's funny to me though, is that so many people have faith in this project. You know, he's of well, he, course, his fans are very devoted. His they fans are very people. devoted. It's starring his his wife, um, you know, as the as the main character, and in it's um being produced by Universal Pictures, so they have access to all the Universal monsters. Carte Blanche. Now, is it is it a, a movie or a TV show? It's this is going to be a movie. Okay. Yeah, but it looks like it doesn't even look like it's going to hit theaters. It looks like it's going to be straight to you know home release, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch it all the way through. I mean, just based on what you saw, like, it just looks so campy, right? Like, it's... It looks terrible. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It looks like, you know, a mistake, as as one expects. Yeah. But I'm curious, listeners, do you guys think it looks good? I'd like to know that. Really? Do you think it has any merit? Because we don't. (laughs) Right. I'd love to be sold on this. Like, you know, point something out that I might have missed. Like, no, you see, it's... A lot like the original version because it's got this, but I, don't I can know. speak for one listener, Bradley, who I know he's gonna think that looks like horse shit. Because <laughs> we've been critical of him taking over doing this from the start. Yeah, like in our private conversations of like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. when you were coming up, were you more of a monsters person or an Adams Family person? Adams Family. Yeah, for sure. I think that's gonna be the because those movies were were really big when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be the case. You know, um, when I was a kid, before the movies even came out, like it was kind of a tie. Like I remember we did like because yeah. we used to do um, you know skits for uh, like on Fridays at, at the school that I went to as a kid, and uh, we would have these. You know, just little programs. Every class would have like a week to put together a program, and at the end of the week, we would all like get in the in the assembly hall and and that's cute. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a lot of fun. You know, looking back on it, but you know, we would have a couple of plays that the uh, the gym coach would write, and then we would you know sing songs and everything like that. It'd be mm-hmm. a whole production. Um, and I remember specifically one play we did was Monsters versus the Adams Family, and it was no question like. Every kid knew who these characters were because, you know, we were watching Nick at Night all the time. Like, everybody right, knew you're watching them. the reruns. Exactly. There was no question, like, what is the Munsters? Like, no, everybody knew. So, at one point, at least that in my childhood, <laughs> the Munsters and the Addams Family were, like, neck and neck in popularity. And it's and just then, weird to think about. <laughs> yeah. And then the movies came, and I think Adam's Family, like, was, you know, I don't think... My generation really knows the monsters right that much right blew it out of the water you know um, right so because of that sexual tension that's why they boned <laughs> a lot they did uh, all right so let's let's hope it's better than it looks so there's that um let's see what else did I have here for you oh. More present me with stories. Let me give my opinion as if it matters. Okay, Joe Dante, the creator of the um, the Gremlins, claims that 
Gremlins fuck. <laughs> well, we already knew that. But he claims that, that the Baby Yoda is a ripoff gizmo. Um, Baby Yoda definitely has some gizmo inspo. Sure. Um, but, <laughs> Clever. <laughs> but uh, claiming it's a ripoff, I don't know how that sounds. You know? I think that's a lot coming from somebody that created gizmo after the Ewoks I, existed. Also after Yoda existed. Yeah. Um, so, you know... One could argue you made a cute version of Yoda for your fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> and I love Gremlins. I love. I think Gremlins is a classic. I love Gremlins New Batch. It's terrible. I love it. I'm not going to defend that statement, though. Um, I think that's <laughs> that's a little bit of a you need to get you need to you need to calm down. You need, you need to get to yourself. You need to get on my level. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to humble yourself a little bit more. <laughs> you made Gremlins. So It's great. It's a classic. I what don't think anyone it? has discussed Joe Dante in quite some time. I don't know how. He... I think that's why Joe Dante is talking about Gremlins being ripped off. Yeah. Not only that, but there is a, um, TV, a, series. a TV series coming out. The yeah. animated HBO Max Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Secrets of the Mogwai. I don't know if he's attached to it, though, which is kind of funny, you know? I say all of this where I'm like, dude, shut up. And there's literally a, a Mogwai sitting on my desk. Sits on my <laughs> desk every fucking day. Gizmo <laughs> sitting right here. Around Christmas time, he has a little hat on, you know? Wow. But So this guy actually has done quite a bit. I didn't realize like how, how prolific he has, has been. In the B movie genre, basically. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So we're talking. I thought you were gonna say like, oh my god, did you got did you know this guy actually was like a big part of making Home Alone successful or something? And you're like, no, he's been a big part of B movies. I'm like, okay. Absolutely. Statement. But you know, there's some quality B movies. Like for instance, the 1985's The Explorers. The Jerry it... Seinfeld B movie, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Explorers, starring Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix in their youth. Um, Inner Space from 1987. That was a very B movie, but it was it was a classic, you know. Um, the Burbs from '89. And then of course, Gremlins 2: New Batch. Small Soldiers. Looney Small Tunes. Soldiers was fucking amazing. Oh my gosh. I think I was aged out of that one by the time it came around. I was fascinated by the fact that they had like full size people in these fucking Energizer commercial looking outfits, so they look like action figures. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, use camera trickery to make them look small. Hence the soldiers, mm-hmm. the small soldiers. Um, and then Looney Tunes back in action is where his story ends in 2003 because that movie stunk up the entire movie. Oh, Brendan, we love you so much. Everybody was put on timeout after that one. Wasn't Brendan Fraser in that, or am he, I just? No, you're right. He was. I'm remembering this. Okay. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. was. Um, he was in it. Uh, Jenna Elfman, Joan Cusack. Remember Jenna Elfman? <laughs> I do. She was super. Hollywood popular. doesn't. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, that movie put everybody involved on timeout for a minute. Yeah. You know. Some people got off easy, some people didn't. But Brendan Fraser, he got a raw deal. 
He's our king. We love him. <laughs> oh, Matthew Lillard Lillard was in it. Love him. I don't know. That's a good cast. It's just a it was just a rough movie. Now I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't remember it. It had no effect on me. <laughs> left no memory. I ca- I could not name a single fucking scene or line from that movie. I'm thinking of it now, trying to remember a single frame, and I can remember the frame of every f- fucking movie, terrible or otherwise, I've ever seen. I can't think of a single thing. Oh, that's funny. Matthew Lillard and Casey Kasem uh, were in there. Matthew Lillard is, of course, himself, and then Casey Kasem is Shaggy. Oh. Nah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe just to me. Uh, but I say all this to say... Yeah, this was the first stab at trying to, like, recapture that Space Jam magic and try to figure out what made it work. And they were like, oh, it's got to be the Looney Tunes, right? Apparently not. I I still don't know what what made Space Jam work. You know, I think it had a lot to do with just, okay, it was just the perfect storm. You had Looney Tunes, and at that point, Looney Tunes were kind of hip-hop, you know. You had Michael Jordan. And then you had that banger of a soundtrack with R&B and, and rap, you know, featuring some people we don't talk about anymore. But Oh, oh, I forgot that that was associated with that. Yeah, it was big in the streets every yeah. single time. No, that was that was a jam. Like, Nobody says jam, but, you know, <laughs> I said it. Come on, slam that jam. Anyway. Um, yep. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we keep getting stuck on really shitty topics at the end of these stories. This is the episode you get. You get what you get every week. This is what happens. Oh, right. Did you get to see anything about the Emmy nominations? Even in, in... I saw a little bit about the Emmy nominations, and uh, I was very, very happy. I know we're going to talk about it in a second. Very, very happy about Abbott Elementary. Yes. Very perplexed by... This is us getting like no nominations except for a song. Yeah. That was weird to me. Um, particularly the, um, the penultimate episode of This Is Us was fucking beautiful and brilliant. <laughs> and I don't understand how at least Mandy Moore wasn't nominated for acting in it. Yeah. Yeah. Another surprising aspect was the fact that Selena Gomez didn't get nominated for Only Murders in the Building. Which but, racked but up both the other actors did, correct? Yeah, Steve Martin, Martin Short, both nominated. That's that's fucked up. Steve Martin went on to say, yeah, we're very happy we got a lot of nominations. We're a little dismayed that Selena didn't get nominated because she's so crucial to the trio, to the show. Mm-hmm. She kind of balances us. In fact, in some ways, you can say that we got nominated because of her balance in the show. But we're happy that she is nominated as executive producer, at least. She's a big asset for us. So... That's that's good that she got something. That's a, that's a classy way to handle it. Yeah. On their part. Yeah. I like that. I think she did a great job on that first season. You know, I think she's she really bought so much character to that show. I did not like that show. Really? I couldn't get into it. No. Interesting. No. Okay. I was watching it because um, Kayla and my dad wanted to watch it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my dad was too confused by it as well. It was very confusing. The timeline jumps and everything. It was weird. Okay. Uh, for me, at least. I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it just hit me in the right mood. I really liked it. I thought it was 
you know, yeah, and, unique. and I say that as I just tried to watch it like two weeks ago for the first time. Like I didn't watch it when it was a thing. You, you know? may have been hit by the overhype bug where too many people uh, talk about how yeah. great it is and it just <laughs> yeah. no, sets the expectations way too much. Um, yeah, a lot of other stuff got nominated too. Nothing really surprising. Um, Black Lady Sketch Show. I'm surprised by Abbott Elementary getting the recognition it deserves, you know? Yeah. Like, I felt like that was going to be a show that was not going to get all of the, the recognition it deserved in its time, you know? Like, it was going to be one in retrospect. Everyone really, really understands how brilliant it is. And I'm glad that that was not the case. I'm glad of that, too. Because the first few episodes, I didn't hear that many people talking about it. I didn't really yeah. see much chatter about it on Twitter. And, you know, that's that's a bad sign when mm-hmm. no one's talking about it. But I think just by word of mouth, you know, a lot of people really got on board. I know I was doing my best to really get people on board with it. And yeah. a lot of people I know, of course, you know, her, her castmates were retweeting and stuff like that. You, trying to You get were the one who got me into it. Like I kind of heard about it a little bit, Yeah. but you were the one that was like, Hey, go watch the show. And then I did. And I'm like, I burned through it. I kind of want to rewatch the first season again. Yeah, me too. You know, it's, it's got such a good heart to it. You know, it could be mean spirited, but it, it doesn't go that direction. And I think no. that's, really something that you know does it a lot of favors and it's funny Mm -hmm. it's just fucking funny no it's really funny yeah so uh yeah i mean you know i'm 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 glad that that show got so much love like i said i see black lady sketch show on here a couple of times too Mm -hmm. um that's cool uh marvelous mrs Maisel, of course it's gonna win every single (laughs) category that it's in especially for uh, production design you know yeah now that's yeah, interesting. Absolutely. They I don't know if this is new, but they have the category outstanding production des- design for narrative period or fantasy program. Maybe they were just tired of uh, period pieces winning all the time. Yeah, cuz you want to change it up. You got to give it to them. You know, you can't not give it because to them. Because it's the hardest it's like the hardest thing to do. Right, right, getting all that period stuff to be exactly right for that time mm-hmm. period. Yeah, it's it's well, that was redundant. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, right before the show, I saw some disappointing news. Daniel Kaluuya, uh, you know, while, of course, hyping up his uh, upcoming role in uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, mm-hmm. uh, confirmed that due to scheduling conflicts, he will not be part of the Black Panther sequel. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's but a really big loss for them. It is. But, you know, at the same time, the way his story ended in the first movie, it wouldn't really make sense for him to be you know in the mix so i guess it makes sense it's it's like it's okay as far as a character standpoint is concerned for star power for the sequel that has lost its lead yeah um tragically you know that's that's a rough hit yeah it's also interesting that you know in from what we know about the movie so far they're not going to be a lot of male characters in this film you know for the guys Mm -hmm. that were in the first one uh they either you know got killed off in the movie or were, you know, basically put in jail for what they did. Yeah. Um, when are we expecting a trailer for this? I don't know. It's coming out in November, I believe. So it's gotta be some, sometime soon. Now that they're done with Thor, that's Mm -hmm. the next big release. So we're going to see something soon, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like excitedly nervous for that, I guess is the way that I would say it. I am too. 
I mean, it's it's their it's their audience to lose, though. I mean, there's so yeah. much goodwill towards this film based on the struggles that they have to deal with losing Chadwick, you know, and everybody's rooting for it. Everybody wants yeah. it to be an enjoyable experience. We know it's going to be a tribute to him. We want it to be a worthy tribute, you know. I think the only people that would be against it at this point are just people that would be like, you should have just stopped, even though, you know. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if this is a fair comparison. So, you know, but hear me out. <laughs> it would be kind of like if Christopher Reeve died after the first Superman movie. Right. And then they were kind of like, well, let's keep making a sequel. A lot of people would go like, why? Because I think like Chadwick was such a like revolutionary portrayal of a superhero right. in that way. Um, and su- and like, like Christopher Reeves, the one that I think of where like people just connected so deeply to him as well as like the character. Yeah. And he had such a like cultural impact and like, was you know a good person from everything we've known so that's kind of like why i could see people going like with you know black panther 2 being like why are we continuing it i i mean we know that the world is much richer than anything else like that's the beautiful part about the the first movie and you know good writing can expand upon that yeah you've um see how it goes you've hit the nail on the head you know with with a lot of that a lot of what you just said, but we also live in a world now where, and this is going to cross over into another news story that <laughs> broke right before we recorded tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about um, who's going to play Mr. Fantastic in the new Fantastic Four film that's going to, you know, yeah. start production eventually. Mm-hmm. So, and this is of course something to take with a big grain of salt, but rumor has right. it is that Kevin Feige is going for his white whale or you know his his giant shark if you will he's trying to rope in steven spielberg to direct this film <gasps> yeah are you kidding me so the downside to that is is that along with this news in that same leak comes the idea that they would want Penn badgley to play reed richards instead of john krasinski now, oh, that's not a bad. That's he's a brilliant actor. He, I think he is, but he's so tied to that character, Joe, from yeah, you. At this point, yeah, it's gonna be difficult um, not to read him as a smarmy motherfucker. Why, you know, why don't they want Krasinski? You know, this is this is the thing. So this is why you know I'm I'm saying we should really take this with a grain of salt. When they introduced John Krasinski, you know, a lot of the fandom and a lot of people on Twitter were basically just saying like, you know, Sam Raimi did this to satisfy the fan demand to see John Krasinski as this character. Okay. They're saying this this has no bearing on the upcoming film whatsoever. Marvel, of course, has been tight-lipped about it as they always are. They neither confirm nor deny that he's the official Mr. Fantastic. But, you know, it seems like everybody wants him to be. Penn Badgley's a fine actor, yes. However, you know, we've seen John Krasinski in this costume. So this is where it ties into the Black Panther story, right? So there is an outcry of fandom saying, well, look, now that we know the multiverse is real, now right. that we have all this into play, now that we know audiences are willing to accept this as part of the lore of the MCU, why don't we just pull in another actor to play T'Challa from another universe? 
you know, I would be okay with that, I think, if it was done the right way. If it was done the right way. It's a yeah. very delicate thing to do. It would have to yeah. be such perfect casting, and they would have to make it not ham-fisted. And in a two-hour film... It- that what is, if they did a like alternate universe Miles Morales Peter Parker kind of thing? Hmm. What do you mean? Meaning that they're both Spider-Man, right? But they're not the same person. Okay. We like they're in another universe. A oh. different person is that that Black Panther of that time. I and get we know you. that the the Black Panther, um, you know, it's there. It's the king. Like it's been you know handed down to. You know, T'Challa is the one who gets it in the films that we watch. So what if it was a different character altogether and they're not recasting T'Challa at all? I mean, for that matter, they could just go get his father from the past. That actor uh, who played his dad. Yeah. True. Uh, from the first movie that played T'Chaka and get him to step up and mm-hmm. say, sir, we need you for this special mission. Your son is unreachable. And, you know, we decided to use our uh, experimental time travel device to go again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it all sounds so far fetched, but you know they'll make it sound realistic in the film. Sherry opened up a portal by mistake or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think so back to the Fantastic Four Reed Richards thing. Uh, if Spielberg directs it, holy shit. That is that is absolutely the white whale. Um, first of all, the guy who created the blockbuster making one of those, would it be beautiful? Right. Um, I also think <laughs> you could pull Spielberg in because it's a family-oriented movie, and it's not a type of movie he's done before. True. And that might intrigue him, depending on what the pitch is. Yeah. Whether or not they'll get him, I don't know about that. I, I don't, don't know either. if they'll get Spielberg. But the Penn-Badgley thing, um, <clears throat> I think I think he'd be great. Uh, I'd be fine with them casting someone else. It doesn't have to be Krasinski. I just find it weird. I find yeah. it weird that they casted Krasinski for, you know, less than 10 minutes in one movie. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. And I'm wondering if he didn't test well. Like, I've heard great things about his portrayal in the film. Everyone's all like, yes, this is what we wanted. But I don't know. Maybe there's some detractors within, MC, uh, the you know, the Marvel studios that are like, yeah, he was just. I'm okay. also wondering, is it like an age thing? Do they want someone younger? Oh, that's a possibility, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. there's probably a good 10 years difference between those two actors. That's true. That's true. He was very white-templed in that film. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, even if they don't use him as the main read, he could always pop back in and be like, yeah, I, I survived. And I th- <laughs> yeah, and I think they're going to have the kids and stuff, right? Because that's what they're... They were talking about in them, unless that's that's something they want to do. You know, they want to have him younger and not have kids like yeah. that version of Reed did. I mean, we've already we've already seen. I really feel like they should do like they've done with some of the other yeah, um, Marvel films that have been re- done a couple times already, which is just give mm-hmm. you know, give us a running start. We don't need to see the origin. We basically know what happened. We've seen it yeah. several times now. Just give us, you know, give us the good bits. Give us the Doctor Doom, or mm-hmm. don't even put Doom in it. Give us Galactus, you know, that's not a cloud. <laughs> yeah, I think they might avoid Doom. Yeah, but yeah, it's time to give him a break. I think, unfortunately, but everybody loves Doom, and Doom's a great character. But you know, maybe give him a break. Anyway, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
So that somehow was our Emmy news. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gonna take a little pause for the cause here. We're gonna do a quick speed round here of some listener appreciation. A little listener shout out right here at this time in the show. Yeah. Got a couple people I want to give special shout out to. We have so many wonderful listeners, so many people that have shown us love over these few years, these past few years, who have stuck by our side, who are listening to this right now. And we want to say thank you. We want to say a big thank you to John Craig. John Craig is a great human being. I mean, he's one of the nicest people I know. He's one of the most welcoming people I know. He makes everybody feel comfortable around him. And you know what? He will kick someone's ass for you if he has to. He will fight for his friends. And that's the quality that I love about him. He stands Great up person. for... Great person. Yes. Fan of ska. Questionable. But other than that, <laughs> overall, quite fantastic. Also introduced me to Earnbrew. And we have a tandem uh, <laughs> photo gallery on Facebook <laughs> where we post goofy screenshots from comic books all the time so mm. you know that's good stuff yeah. dave martin dave martin is a good friend of mine dave martin is a wonderful person he helped us uh, at the beginning of the podcast with the production side of things really got us off the ground yeah yeah so, that was incredibly helpful yeah yeah he's an inspiration to me um you know like i said he's always supporting us and, and cheering us on um pauline pauline's always a wonderful wonderful person to us she always sends me messages about stuff that's going on around chicago um resnaculous stuff resnaculous like stuff yeah like <laughs> it's pretty great one of the coolest like legit coolest people i know like her ear is to the street she knows what's going on in chicago and that's so cool that she's part mm-hmm. of the city and the city is definitely part of her and uh you know we love her so thank mm-hmm. you pauline for being a dedicated listener. Yes, thank you. And then, of course, there's Bradley. What can we say about Bradley, Vincent? <laughs> He's one of my best friends. Yes. I love him to death. It's a good Don't dude. I said that. <laughs> also, I was literally just listening to his podcast earlier today, Be Your Scary Best. That's I'll right. I it every week unless I haven't seen the movie. And even then, sometimes I still listen. And see, that's a sign of a good podcast. You know, it's it's his, his podcast with Ashley and then, uh, you know, How Did This Get Made?, Two podcasts you can listen to, even if yeah. you haven't seen the source material and still enjoy it. Because I yeah, tell you yeah. what, and I know this is supposed to be Bradley's shout out, but Ashley paints the picture of the film so well when she's retelling what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to behold. You must listen to be your scary best and not just the episodes we're on because we have guessed it a couple times, a couple times. We have. We'll probably guess again at some point. I don't know what movie they'd want us to cover next, but we'll show up. (laughs) It's always like a three hour marathon of a podcast. You know why? Because we talk a lot. That's why (laughs) we do. We interrupt a lot. We interrupt and we have a lot to say and we laugh. We laugh with each other. Yeah. So that happens. But yeah, Bradley's amazing. He's great. So thank you guys for being wonderful parts of our show. We couldn't do this without you. We appreciate you. And, you know, thanks for sticking by. Thanks for, yeah, you get it. You get it. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Also that. From the pro bunker news section. This story Thank comes you from for making bunker news a, a whole portion of our podcast. I know it's the second week in a row. I feel like it's it's something that we could literally cover every week. 
to yeah. to reaffirm your your pro bunkerism. And so here we are again. Yeah. Ubisoft, the maker mm. of video games such as Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, and Scott Pilgrim, which they locked in a fucking vault for years, but finally released it physically. Thank goodness. So we can play it again. Ubisoft is decommissioning Assassin's Creed Liberation. Says owners will have, will still have access. However, if you purchase this game, the original, and I guess they've updated their stance on this now, but the original story was basically this. If you purchase this game, this mm-hmm. game has to do a check-in online to make sure it's a valid copy of the game. If it fails that check-in, you're not able to play the single player content of Assassin's Creed Liberation, right? So when they take down their servers, what the fuck's going to happen then? Yeah. Well, guess what? They're taking down the servers. So the game is dead now completely. Well, that was player. that was initially what was going to happen, but they've they've softened their stance on that now. Okay. They've updated and said that only the DLC and online features will be affected by the upcoming decommissioning. So it's not as bad, but it's still pretty fucked up. If you've purchased the DLC for this game, you won't be able to access that. Yeah. They've just, I, I, I really am like, put all of my shit on this disc. Let me have the disc forever. As That's long as right. I want it. It's mine. That's right. If I buy something, I want it to be mine. You know, I don't know what aspect of, of bunker life this applies to, but I'm sure you've heard about this as well. BMW, the car manufacturer, is getting into the DLC game. I hate it. I hate it here. Basically, We're in the worst timeline. You have to pay a subscription fee, a monthly subscription fee, to have access to certain features in your car. But the the feature that's gotten the most lip service, the heated seats. If you buy a car what? that features heated seats, you have to give BMW going forward eighteen dollars a month to access this feature. Go fuck yourself. Fuck off with that. Ridiculous. I mean, what the fuck? How do they validate that? Like, I haven't dug into it enough to, like, you know, see what their line of bullshit is, their their rationale. But if I buy a car, needs a fucking subscription service. No, and I'm glad they're getting so much blowback on this because it is unacceptable. If you buy something that has the feature included, you should be able to access it. That's why there was such an outcry for on-disc DLC against on-disc DLC yeah. a few years ago because, uh, you know, famously, I think it was Street Fighter 4, they had characters on the disc because people were digging, they were data mining, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what was on there. Charging people DLC fees for characters that were already in the game. That's so fucked. Yeah, so of course gamers were pissed off about that and they quickly were like, oh, no, no, <laughs> they were incomplete. We just put a little bit of the character on there and, uh, you know, the rest of it is what, mm. you're, what you're paying for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, Jan. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's your Pro Bunker news this week. Fuck corporations. Screw them over every chance you get. That's why piracy Damn isn't a crime. Damn the man, save the empire. That's right. <laughs> no. Piracy isn't a bad crime, but... That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, anyway, thank you folks for listening. Um, if you are in the Florida area, stay dry as you can, you know, hunker yeah. down, all that stuff. It's nice. Like I, I kind of, I mean, I like little storms and rain and stuff like this. So yeah, 
if you don't have to go anywhere, it's fun. Um, we did have to go to Target hmm. the other day. Okay. And you know how you can do like the the mobile drive up, and they bring it out to you. Love it. Well, mm-hmm. we had that set up, and that was like this is closed because of the rain and the storm. And they had those little signs, you know, those little like <laughs> um, plastic signs for the drive up area. Yeah. One of those flew into my fucking car. No, it was a free yeah. gift. Free gift to you, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had to, we had, well, not we, I drove Kayla up to the front of the store and she ran inside and got the order real quick and then <laughs> went out. Um, but yeah, it was like wild how intense it was. Adventures in inclement weather. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, Kayla it's a crazy this. swamp state. Yes. Yes, it is. At least mm-hmm. it didn't involve a crocodile or alligator or whatever. She would have loved that. Nope. Nope. She loves them. Love them. They're little babies. <sighs> All right, folks. Damn, no. Get away from the alligator. Get back. <laughs> folks, thank like, you for... Uh, do. And I'm like, fair enough, you know, fair enough. Mm-mm-mm. Can't... Mm-mm. Nope. 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 All right, folks, thank you for listening. Once again, I am Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. And be excellent to each other.